0: Today's episode is brought to you by Mud Wraps to Manicures. Mother's Day is around the corner and I'm sure you're going to want to pick up something special for your mother. The lovely staff at Mud Wraps to Manicures can help you choose what your mother might need. A gift card for a facial, a pedicure, or even a massage. Or maybe you want to pick up an item like some face moisturizer, nail polish, they even have shoes. Anything that your mother might desire this Mother's Day, Mud wraps to Manicures has you covered. Make sure to visit the store at 1083 Bedford Highway. Once again, that's Mud wraps to Manicures and Mother's Day, that just goes hand in hand. All right, so today's high-button podcast... We have a very special guest. His name goes by Austin Hardy. Austin actually played for the Halifax Mooseheads for four years. He was even on the team when they won the Memorial Cup in 2013, playing with some amazing players like Nathan McKinnon, Jonathan Drewett, and even Marty Firk. He's going to give us some great behind the scenes stories from that year. Uh, he also plays for the St. Mary's Huskies currently in the AUS. We're going to have some great talks about that as well. Buckle up, sit tight. Whatever the hell you're doing, you're going to be in for a great listen. The High Button Podcast. Here we go. All right, now we're rolling. Austin, thank you for coming, man. I appreciate it. All good, all good. Um, so, yeah, those of you who are listening, I'm sure you just heard the intro. Austin, you know, you had an incredible junior career, probably one of the most historic junior teams of all time regarding the CHL. Yeah. Would you yeah, agree? For sure.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, th- there's teams like the Sioux and stuff this year that are really impressive in that, but when I think back at – at how good our team was and how much all three lines could all four lines could really roll yeah. and be no problem out there it was really something that's
0: else. what i was nervous about you coming on I, I don't want you to be humble when you're like i know you're, you're a humble guy but like yeah when you talk about this team or just like your whole junior experience because even the year you won the mem cup in the year before that you guys were still incredible. yeah, yeah for sure so anyway so yeah let, let's get to it um so the Halifax Mooseheads in general. Before you got to that organization, who were you drafted by in the queue, first of all? So I was drafted. I was drafted first
1: round to me. Okay. And um, they had two picks before me, uh, Charles Udon, who's actually playing for Montreal right now, and um, Poulin, which was another defenseman. So they picked. I think it was like third and six, and then I was twelve. Okay. And. Um, ended up being that they weren't going to match what I wanted for schooling after I was done hockey mm-hmm. Cause, which is a big thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure like especially in the first round and that you a lot of teams were able to to give you a good package for if you didn't end up signing or stuff like that. Yeah. And my agent wasn't able to get anything out of them, so I decided to stay back, play another another year of midget, and kind of look at NCAA, see what my options were, do the clearing house, do all that stuff. And then uh, Mooseheads came calling the next summer, and we're like, we're gonna trade for you if you you still wanna come. And uh, because the original plan was pretty much Was to go to the Mooseheads in the second or third round because that's where I was. uh, That's where I was projected.
0: Oh, did they talk to you during that draft? Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. We we talked to like back and forth a lot, and that was the original plan. But then Shikumi came out of nowhere. Didn't really ever talk to me much, and picked me. Okay. So then that happened, and then got traded to Halifax the next summer. Yeah. And then didn't really ever look back after that. Never got traded. Played. <clears throat> close to 300 games
0: with Mooseheads and yeah you have no idea like the amount of just like envious I have towards you when you say that it's like any kid growing up in Halifax you were to like to play for that team and you got to even though I know you didn't grow up here but like you have to understand like, I'm sure you do obviously yeah, you've yeah. played there the royalty that comes with playing on yeah, that team sure. so before you even got to the team did you know that the Halifax Mooseheads were a first class organization almost like the Quebec Ramparts? Like did you know? Well, or did you just hear?
1: I mean there was always stories about we like you knew who the big teams were in the league and who like really had a good fan base and who like treated their players yeah. well. But again I was young. I really didn't know much. I mean my agent was a huge part of that to bring me to bring me here and stuff like that. But yeah. once once I got here it was it was really eye opening of how much you you really are appreciated when you played junior for the Mooseheads like i mean playing in front of averaging 6000 people 7000 people a game that's pretty that's pretty good, cool for a kid that was like 17 growing yeah. up and maybe played in front of 100 people before that so
0: yeah well that's yeah. a that's another point i want to bring up did the crowds really have anything like how old were you first year 17
1: yeah my first year and was and that was the first year
0: McKinnon was there too yeah. right yeah. so the crowds definitely got a little bit bigger was that anything that affected with you Uh, during your game or is it something you don't even really notice when you're playing i think
1: well well the type of player i am it's not it doesn't really make a difference in in my life like yeah yeah, they'll see a a mistake or something but it's not like i'm i'm a guy that feeds off the crowd because i make a big play or stuff like that it's i'm really low-key so i don't think it made a big difference i'm like the first 10 15 games that i played in front of a big crowd it was weird because obviously i'd never done that before but after that it was Pretty much just another game. That well, that's always
0: that was always one thing I was curious about. Even guys in the NHL, it's like okay, they play in front of twenty thousand every single night, but do they get excited anymore, or is it just kind of a regular thing? So let's say, for example, you have a game on a Tuesday at the Metro Center. There's going to be ten thousand people, and you're playing St. John Sea Dogs. Are you getting up for that game, or is that just another game on the schedule, like I a think, grind?
1: I think the the fans really come in in like specialty games, like. Over Christmas, when you have like the Battle of Nova Scotia, or like played in that game, <laughs> really, yeah. yeah, and uh, or like, or even obviously, crowds come in in, in playoffs and in playoffs, and that like I, I still get goosebumps thinking about like um, uh, FERC's overtime winner in 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 playoffs against Ruin Aranda, like how much how loud that place was, and that's when that's when you really notice the fans is mm-hmm. come playoff time is yeah. when it gets. Pretty crazy.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I remember that goal too. The oh, place yeah. erupted. Oh yeah. And I was going. I've been going to those games since I was five years old. I don't know if I've ever seen the arena.
1: No, that 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 was beyond what I've ever yeah. experienced. Like even even when we won it on home ice with the Presidents Cup, it, it still wasn't like that erupt that that Mar- that Marty that series in general against Rui was probably the hardest series we had to play. Yeah. Baycomo like Becamo was good, but they were never. They weren't anything compared to, to Ruin had Andrew Ghetto, Kucherov. Uh, they had yeah great goalie. Like
0: it was, it was pretty crazy. Yeah, I can imagine. And the whole city was just a buzz too, especially when the Moose had to go far in playoffs. Oh yeah. Like just, you probably probably everywhere you went with your billets, like everything. It was probably. Do you ever get sick of it? Just people talking nonstop hockey to you back, well, back then. Yeah, I mean. It, it's, I still get it sometimes
1: just like oh do you do you really miss it do you, do yeah, you how, really miss yeah. junior yeah. i'm i'm it, all those experience experiences were amazing and they made me who i i am today Absolutely. But, but it's not something like i reminisce back and i'm like oh man i wish i was i was back there, yeah. back in that position all those memories are exactly what I wanted. Like yeah. I got the epitome of a junior career. Yeah. But it's not something that I would be like, oh, I want to go back right now and do it over again. Because yeah. it's it's an experience, and I want to get more experiences like that doing other things. Absolutely. Right? And. Yeah, but sometimes it does. Other times it's the same. It's just the same old questions. Like, yeah. How was it playing with Nate? How was it playing with Joe? Well, that's what
0: I was nervous when <laughs> you come here. I was like, fuck, is he really going to want to talk to me? Because I am going to ask you about that. Trust well, yeah, me. I, I hope you don't get the, sick of it. Well, no. no but no. it's going to lead into like once I ask these questions, of the, we'll lead into them. So it'll be better. So honestly, I want to start your first training camp. Yeah, like I want to start training camp because you know you had the number you know McKinnon was there. I don't even know if Duran was there. the Joe first year. wasn't
1: there yet. He he had he had said he was going to NCAA, which did he? Yeah, he was. He had some like I'm pretty sure he was he was verbal commit somewhere, and so he didn't come until Christmas that year. Yeah, I knew that. So, yeah. but yeah, my first training camp with Nate. That. I just want to pause you really quick. Was it
0: true that? eichel was going to be playing for them. yeah Is that what yeah happened so there? we draft
1: we we had drafted him uh it wasn't that year it was uh the summer after my first year okay we had drafted him in like the eighth or ninth round okay. just like the, they'll do that uh, most of the time they'll go, and, they'll go and grab like a usa development guy or something like that say if ncaa doesn't work yeah and um yeah that would have been crazy I eichel was supposed to play with us our mem cup here
0: yeah, I remember <laughs> hearing that, and I was just like, "No way, that's true." Yeah. Anyway, sorry to get off track. So let's go back to Joe in the first year of training camp. And
1: then yeah, yeah. So Joe wasn't there. Um, Nate, probably the most impressive player I've ever been on the ice with. Just even when he was
0: 16, he was unbelievably. In yeah. what sense? Because like you know, we as a pl- as a fan, you get to see him. So talk about being on the ice with them.
1: Um, I just it. He's just. In another division like he his work ethic is insane like you see how good he is and you see how much like you you see all the skill he has and stuff like that but he wasn't like yeah he's got the perfect body for it he's jacked he works hard and everything but he's just so mentally there like you could tell like how passionate he is about the game because he misses a shot he gets mad at himself he comes back and he scores that. that shot you know what i mean like he's he works so hard at what he does that. To, it's no surprise to see how good he is right now because we like you like, all saw it at 16 yeah, yeah, pl- playing with him like day in day out for two years it was it was impressive to see it was a little nerve-wracking too because like how was it nerve-wracking with like with those skilled guys like marty and marty Furk and like joe and, and nate and everything like you missed a pass in practice you weren't
0: what like, do you mean? You,
1: they would get pissed. Would like, they? Oh yeah, and like not in a bad way. Like they EJ, just. I know you just feel it. Yeah, from them. yeah. You, you can feel the pressure, and especially in Mem Cup, you're like, I've our practices looked like, like NHL practices. Like I know, I remember this distinctly in Mem Cup. We. Our coach told our black aces not to get on with us and practice with us anymore because they were messing up drills. He said, You guys practice after, we don't need that.
0: Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah.
1: So like it's just stuff like that that That's made a difference. But yeah, like, back to back to Nate in my first training camp. Yeah, it was just it was just an experience itself. Especially with coming to Dom too juice charm
0: that's another guy i want to talk about because that's some big news lately for him. yeah
1: yeah probably one of the best coaches i've ever had really really yeah just scary as hell but uh is he's intimidating yeah he's yeah he's a very intimidating guy like he's if you he, like you work hard for him he gives you a lot he has a lot of respect but for that's you, the but best kind of coach yeah exactly
0: especially at the age of 16 17 yeah. you might not realize it then but looking back on it now my oh, yeah. best coaches. yeah yeah but yeah getting in trouble with him was a little scary yeah uh, I don't I you know what I do want to talk about that later for sure um uh, so yeah so training camp first year media coverage you're with your first billet you're with an all-star that you know is going to be in the NHL no matter what um was it all did you know you were going to be on the team that first year are you still trying out well I had 17 year old well here. I
1: had an idea like cam had had emailed me and asked me what I wanted as a number and stuff like that and the like the way I am anyways, I always thought, like, I'm not on the team until someone it's shakes good, my good hand and, and says, look, you're on the team. This is what it is. But, um, yeah, so it was just hard work for, like, three weeks straight. And, like, it's just <laughs> it's terrible. And it's just really just nervousness and trying to get through cuts and stuff. But, yeah, I mean, in the position that I was in with what they traded for me, I, I, I thought like i thought i was gonna make it for sure but mm-hmm. i still had to put in the work to to be there right yeah but uh no it was just it was an interesting camp
0: so what did you think of the city and everything like when you first got here was there like a part of you that was like ah, maybe this isn't for me or did the organization make you feel comfortable right away oh
1: I, it, yeah it was it was pretty seamless like I what I found it different coming from Montreal and living that fast, it's like just a fast paced life. Everyone's on their own lane and they really just put their heads down and they're doing their yeah. own thing with, with uh, coming to Halifax, everyone its just that maritime mentality. Everyone's so nice. Everyone says, yeah. hi to you right away. And like, mm. that's what threw me off the most was just politeness. like, what, yeah, it was like the lifestyle outside of hockey yeah. and everything. And I loved it. Like, it was just weird. Like I'd be walking around in the mall, and someone would say hi to me. I'm like, "What do you want?" <laughs> like No way. Yeah, like it's just different lifestyles and stuff. But I, like, it was, it was great. It was something I loved about this place, and what it's what pretty much made me want to stay here for so long. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was seamless. Like pretty comfortable right
0: away. I now thinking about it, you you were here playing for four years, in, in for the Moosehead, that's a very fortunate career, oh, especially yeah. with that organization. Yeah. I think that says a lot about your personality because there's been times where you know they're they're not afraid to ship someone out if you know yeah
1: well i mean even playing university right now with a lot of guys from all over the chl like you see like it's it's normal for guys to have played on three teams yeah it's a quick turnaround yeah it's it's i'm probably one of the only guys that played played four years on the same team Mm -hmm. on my university team right now oh yeah so it's i thought it was normal at the time but it's not like now that i think about it i was very fortunate to be able to not have to move around just be comfortable in where i was
0: were you with the same billet for all four years in halifax
1: so my first two years i i had uh i had a billet and they moved out to the valley okay so then i moved in with uh the sykes family my third and fourth year and um both both families were unbelievable yeah. like like best billets i could have asked for honestly it made but, me feel comfortable food was amazing like really nothing to complain about isn't that
0: the best feeling knowing that like your hockey's good and your at home life is good yeah I,
1: exactly like it, it it made it so i i all i needed to focus on was the the school i was doing and and uh and hockey like it, it wasn't a factor the thing oh going home to shitty food or stuff like that it was never that it was it was perfect
0: yeah um so i want to talk a little bit about the actual organize. like we i know we did just talk about the organization but like once you were on the team did you hear from other teams and like the guys that were on uh, in other organizations say how good the moose were compared to another team like uh, a team that wasn't didn't have enough, uh, like more money i guess you could say yeah then did you realize kind of how fortunate like the situation was yeah
1: for sure i mean you look you looked at the the bottom tier teams and and it's nothing against them and stuff like that it's just it's community-owned teams and stuff like that like and then you look at our facilities and what we get to go into every day it was it was it was pretty nice to to be able to do that and even like the support that i still get from the Mooseheads, like i can still I'm still able to email the owner and, and and ask him a question about like something that has to do. Are right, you so they keep school. in touch when you're done? Yeah, down. yeah, for sure. Like it, there's really no problem that way. And and I know they do that for a lot of other guys that even if they played two two years or mm-hmm. stuff like that, they're it it's more it's it's a family it's a family it's who you really like for me especially it's who i grew up with for for four years and turned me into the person i am today Mm -hmm. really
0: so what about players like since that year in 2013 do you still keep in touch with a lot of guys i mean
1: i would love to still keep in touch with like the nhl guys but i don't want to be that guy either to be like all all over them but yeah I see them around, and I can say hi to them and, and yeah. catch up, and that. Um, I yeah, obviously, I, I still play against a lot of them too in university hockey, mm-hmm. like Brent, Darcy. Uh, I played with Stephen Gillard and Macaulay, and all them. So like, it's it's all guys that. That continued with me and then other guys that may have lost touch now but i'm sure if we saw each other it'd be right back to normal really because yeah. of the times we went through so
0: well that's good man that's yeah. it's always nice to hear that as soon as you're done especially the historic year you guys had that everyone keeps in touch i'd always imagine like seeing a guy at the bar just being like what's up it would yeah. just always be nice to catch up because you guys could always have so many stories to talk oh, yeah, about for
1: sure like even even when the tweet came out about uh, halifax getting the memorial cup like i i had tweeted at the moose heads saying oh like are we gonna have a reunion and I got a couple I got a bunch of messages back from like old teammates and stuff like that saying oh are you organizing this <laughs> <laughs> I'm like well I can but I like but yeah. yeah it's just nice like it's nice to know that like guys are still they still think about that team they yeah, still they, it's, it's kind of like a brotherhood that you." You you get pretty easily with something like that.
0: Oh yeah, the whole city still thinks about it. Yeah, it's still a big because yeah, that's the first year they ever won even the Presidents Cup. Yep. I think. Yeah, think. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, and the Mem Cups obviously, obviously the Mem Cup. Actually, I'm thinking back to that year. Did they still have the orange seats in the Metro Center yeah. when you went? Yeah. Did yeah.
1: they? Yeah, going to the Metro Center now is weird for me. It isn't
0: it? Or the, for the for Scotiabank for Center? Yes. Yeah, was it called the Metro Center yeah, back yeah. then? Oh, I so still they, do it. They
1: changed They changed Scotiabank. I don't know if they changed. No, they didn't change in my last year. It was. It was a year after my fourth. They changed it to the Scotia Bank. They got a big sponsorship there, so
0: that's no good. I like the Metro Centre, the know. orange seats. Yeah, yeah, it makes it.
1: It's weird, but even even when I played there, my first um, my first year at St. Mary's, like the nationals were there and stuff, and playing there with the with the dark seats is weird. You lose you lose the puck really easily. Interesting. Well. Obviously, with the university hockey, there wasn't a lot of people. I'm yeah. sure it's it's easier when there's people in the seats. But yeah, with the orange, you would never lose anything, yeah. even in practice and stuff like that. Yeah, but yeah. It's but it's awesome what they're doing to the place. They're doing all the all the renovations that that place needed. So yeah,
0: I guess so. At least they didn't tear it down and build a new one. At least it's still there. Yeah. yeah. Um, how nice is it playing in the metro? Center, like the boards, like how flexible oh, yeah. the boards are. Oh yeah. How easy is it to like rim, not rim the puck, but just like bounce it off the boards and get a reflection right yeah, back up into the slot.
1: Yeah, it's. I love. I I got used to the ice. I love the boards. The boards were the best.
0: i i heard in like quebec there's boards that are just cement oh yeah in some rings in
1: victoriaville valdor the boards are literally set in cement and in valdor they sit on top of it so like the ice like the the top of the board and then the glass goes up their feet are on like the the top of the board like it's set
0: in the cement
1: it's terrible that's how you
0: get hurt oh yeah that's like. Yeah, that that should not be a thing. No, in junior it hockey
1: shouldn't be. And most of those rinks are not even NHL size either. What's the worst rink in the queue? Worst rink in the queue. Um, it's funny. All those ice surfaces are good. Yeah. Like play wise, board surfaces. sucks. Yeah. But I would say the worst places to play in the queue. Well, because we had Nate and stuff, was like Bay and and Rouen. Oh yeah, I forgot about like that. that. Yeah, like, whenever we... We had to have police escorts and stuff like that. In no Bay, in, fucking way. In Bay Como. yeah, yeah, for sure. Are you we, fucking serious? We brought down two cops with us from from Halifax.
0: <laughs> Jesus.
1: Yeah. yeah, in playoffs, they threw beers at food. At, at the food. bus? At, oh, yeah. We were leaving in the bus. There was beers smashing on the side of the bus and stuff.
0: Was it, like, directly, like, at Nate, oh, yeah. essentially?
1: Well, they always stayed around Nate, and... Yeah, so they were throwing beers at us on the bench at the end of the game when we were winning game four. (laughs) And um, actually, even my mom in the stands, my mom was wearing my jersey in the stands in Bay because it's a six-hour drive for my parents. And they they poured beer on my mom no and my dad my, ba- my dad's not a small person like he's like six three like 270 and he
0: what did he do <laughs> he looked he back at, at them
1: and was like i'm gonna beat the fuck out of you guys if you don't if you don't back the fuck off and stuff like that and like oh, so man. like all our parents were sitting together so everyone just like kind of yeah. like defended my mom but yeah that
0: by far is one of the the shittiest places to play bake em oh yeah and plus it's a terrible travel day. I don't know you guys probably flew.
1: Yeah, in, in playoffs usually after the second after the first round we flew uh, private. Yeah, anywhere. shout out to
0: Bobby Smith. Yeah, yeah. honestly. Yeah.
1: That <laughs> was that was a privilege. Like I I know we would fly and Bacomo would be bussing. Talk about an advantage. Yeah, so we flew home after game 4 and bacomo was on the way
0: in their bus. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that's just like ultimate chirping. Yeah, like just lady. bait. just like yeah, you
1: drove here. Yeah, I just, just yeah, it was it was something else, especially with that. It was just weird to see that because even like teams like I'm pretty sure Gatno and ruin flew to Gatineau us. Gatno didn't fly, I don't think so. You I got know? a buddy that played on Gatno, I don't know. Yeah. They might have. I
0: don't did know. You, did you hear something else? I don't
1: know. I but I'm just assuming, but okay. I know I know Ruane flew to us, but Uh, valdor flew, but they're they're sponsored by air quebec so they're sponsored by an airline so they fly everywhere but yeah it's just talk about advantage like i know out west and stuff like in the western league you're not allowed to fly anywhere why not any because again you have community-owned teams and you have teams that are just absurdly rich so and they can't balance it that's true so it would be a disaster for playoffs, especially for them because they got like 24-hour trips, right? Mm-hmm. In their own division. Mm-hmm. So that'd be nuts. I d-
0: so oh, I, d- I didn't know that there were community-owned teams in the queue. I thought that they were all privately yeah, like, owned.
1: Yeah, like Bakomo's community. Community owned. Yeah, like they community owns the rank and stuff. Interesting. Yeah. I would maybe not the team, like the name. Yeah. But the rank and facilities and everything. Some some teams are community. So
0: it's almost like the Green Bay Packers are like everyone's an owner or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. But yeah. it they treated a little Yeah, <laughs> little yeah, a little bit <laughs> different. A little bit.
0: I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so I want to talk to you about uh sorry I don't I'm not saying sorry, but McKinnon as a sixteen year old. Yeah. How did he handle the pressure? Was he humble? Did he come into the room uh like you know he's he's the best player on the team at 16 was there anyone uh you know was there any controversy i guess you could say because you know he's trying to be the best player he can be and i'm sure he's a little bit vocal about that yeah
1: i don't think i don't think he was i don't think he was ever like super cocky to the means that like he couldn't back it up yeah exactly he like he would tell you that he was better than you and go and go out on the ice and score three goals so like it, it wasn't it wasn't stuff that he wasn't able to to really back up right yeah but uh no I don't think Nate was ever was ever cocky. He was just so passionate about what he did that he yeah he would get he would get mad in certain situations, and then he would come off cocky or stuff
0: like that. But yeah. he was never uh, he always backed it up. Oh yeah. Well, oh, there's yeah, a difference there. There's cocky, and then there's confidence.
1: Yeah, exactly. If you yeah exactly, there's a very fine line between them. But he had he had very good self confidence in what and he knew what he was able to do right. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, he was. He was an interesting guy to be around.
0: So then, Joanne came in at Christmas time and essentially tore it up as well. Yeah, um, did he knew that he did he know did he like was his confidence as high as McKinnon's coming into that year, or did he yeah. not know that he would be able to dominate at that level?
1: I think I don't think Joe had as high as confidence as Nate did when he first came in, but then like he came in and his first game, he had I'm pretty sure he had three assists. So yeah, he like did. he ju- he just knew right away that he was able to play at that level, and then after that, he just gained. An immense amount More of Of uh, confidence After that That he just He never looked back Really Yeah And and it was same thing With him like Fine line between Being cocky and confident Yeah He was He was never An an, an asshole Or anything like that He was always A he knew what he was able to do and he went out and did it really
0: um so the two best players on the team McKinnon and uh and drew Drouin, and Jerenz a French guy and i noticed on in Q team sometimes there's a little bit of separation between the french guys and the english guys did they get along at all in the dressing room were they cuz you know it's nice to have the two best players on the team getting along together and, oh yeah
1: yeah Nate Nate and Joe were inseparable for really like for, they had the bromance going oh yeah yeah like well they they just knew that no one was really on their level and if they weren't together then yeah like i i don't know how to i don't know how to say that without being a dick and making them look cocky but they just knew that they they fed off each other and they played so well with each other that Mm. and they they were going to pa together they like they were going to school together they were doing everything together so it's they were automatically always together so i don't think there was ever like a segregation and stuff i mean like we did have our french guys on our team and we yeah like i was kind of like the intermediate
0: (laughs) yeah i was gonna say you don't have a french accent no no
1: i yeah but i went to french school my whole life i did primary and high school i graduated high school back home and stuff all in french so like i went both (laughs) both yeah (laughs) you went both ways (laughs) (laughs) but Uh, yeah yeah i mean I don't think there's really
0: any segregation that way. That's cool. Did did you go to Prince Andrew as well? Yeah. So how I've always wondered how that works. Like, how do you guys keep up with school? Do you guys have your own separate room? How does it work at Prince Andrew for the high school guys?
1: For me, it was it was a lot simpler if I wanted to go to university here that just to do grade twelve instead of trying to do like CJP courses online or something like that i just said you know what, i'll just go and do my grade 12 which a lot of guys did even a lot of the french guys did too yeah um it, yeah it was just easier that way and uh no there wasn't really anything that they did differently like we attended the classes that we could exactly that you could and then um they they're they were just really nice about it too like we could uh like all the profs were really yeah like they they knew what we had to do and they gave it to us in advance or we we did it and our academic advisor was really good too like he was always staying on top of us cool the high school high school guys anyways
0: were you a big tracksuit guy because the tracks that's a that's a that's a shield in the halifax community or what did what did you wear when you went to school i
1: couldn't i i don't lie if you know i swear i've i've a lot of the guys would always trip me because of that and I would never to school anyways, I just couldn't. It was just not something I could do. I remember I don't know if I believe you. I swear, I remember the guy that would drive me home my first year, um, I'll never forget him he every What's his name? Every day, Alex Cote. Every friggin' day he would wear his either his track pants or his track jacket. Just loving it. Oh man, it was so funny. But <laughs> yeah yeah i know what you mean though i wasn't a big tracksuit guy at school i still i'm still not like i'll wear sweatshirts and stuff with our uh, but even going to like s- even going to saint mary's like I, yeah. can't, I can't even put my tracksuit on going to school there yeah yeah it's it just i don't want to have that
0: reputation <laughs> yeah whatever yeah, yeah it's funny well did people know did people know i'm sure people still yeah, know yeah, you yeah. but like you said did you go to the mall and someone would be like hey hardy um
1: like, were you recognizable? Not necessarily, not necessarily for me, but a lot of people, a lot of people knew like Joe yeah. and and Nate pretty easily. They're Did they care? Did they like have trouble with it? Um, or they just kind of brushed it off. Not that I really saw. It. Like, they they've been in the spotlight since. Like, Nate's been in the spotlight around here for since Forever. he was like fourteen. Yeah. And Joe Joe was always the the highest, yeah. the, the best player in our leagues when we were back in Montreal. So. I really, I don't think it ever bothered them. I'm yeah. sure it gets annoying at some point. Well,
0: especially in Halifax, man. There's some fans out there that are just yeah. <laughs> it's a little intense. I don't want to talk because so they're probably listening. But but yeah. yeah, it's uh all right. Well, that's good then. Yeah. Um, but the media coverage throughout that first two years were insane. Um, whenever you guys went on the road and stuff, like. Explain to me, like it hotels and things like that, with their um. Would there be media outside the buses waiting for you, like, to talk to Nate and Joe and things like that? Or was it just more at the rink? Because there's a different... There's an NHL level of, like, fans waiting for you at the hotel, and then there's a major junior level of just at the rink. Was there kind of creepiness? Like, you know what I mean?
1: Media-wise, wherever we went, especially when we would do our Quebec road trips and stuff like that, like, there was, like, at least 10 reporters just waiting to talk to Nate and Joe, just because it's... It's a trip we don't make often and stuff like that so they wanted to get their story in while they could yeah and um creepiness i'd say the only stuff that was really weird was like the amount of card collectors that would wait for us around like the hotels and stuff like that for nate and joe and even fucali too um oh yeah I forgot. that's a yeah. guy i
0: completely forgot about yeah, yeah zach
1: um and yeah just they would every time it would be the same people too like they would go from spot to spot with us and they would just get them to sign these cards creatures like, cons- like consistently and that that there i don't think there was ever a moment that it was any like super weird like it was all stuff that was manageable but did they
0: ever like hold up the bus or anything
1: oh yeah a couple times well a couple times just because they had to sign so, much, so many yeah. things, and then, but it's not much—like a couple minutes—and then we went. But Dom had no problem stepping in when stuff would be weird too, and that. So,
0: well, what do you mean? Like he would step like to the fan and be like, "All right, we got
1: to go." Yeah, we got to go. You guys go.
0: don't have like a media guy, like a. Uh, um, there was never like. Well, uh, we
1: have like we have we we used to have like, um like there's a marketing guy and stuff like that, but he doesn't come on the road with us. Oh, and okay. That. So there was never. It was more of our coaches that had to take care of it usually my first and second year with nate and joe it was our assistant coach that did that
0: yeah. a lot and then yeah i was gonna say because like that year must have been an absolute frenzy and for like because you know essentially you guys were at the nhl level, like you just said you your practices were at the nhl level and i'm sure off yeah, the yeah. ice there was shit like that that was going on so the fact that your head coach had to step in a couple times oh yeah says something um well, let's get into that let's get into your the coach uh dom just got named the assistant or dom ducharme yep just got announced the new montreal canadians assistant coach well deserved um i from my what i think is his career took off after that year yeah you guys lot, won the memorial Cup. a lot
1: of people say he oh, he got lucky he had the right players and stuff like that but i i think it's even harder to manage a team that's supposed to be that good mm-hmm. like as good as we were like it's it's hard to manage like the characters we had on our team like our first line was was marty nate and joe but then all in the nhl but then you gotta you gotta manage the second third and fourth and keep them happy enough that like those guys on our fourth line shouldn't have been like they would have been first line on any other team like our third line had had all three guys had 80 points
0: mm-hmm.
1: so like wait who was the third line it was it was Bujro. it was budro luca champini and ashley uh, Yeah, it was, like, a mixture of Ashley and Brent. Yeah, okay, yeah. But, you know what I mean? Like, try and tell those guys that, like, they're not going to play as much. But, obviously, they just, they knew it was for the best. Better, better, yeah. But, like, you look at someone that has 82 points and you say,
0: ah. You're on the second unit power play.
1: Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like. Yeah i think it's harder to deal with that personally well well, that was
0: my question about like the dressing room like if there was ever any controversy because there must have been like i'm not trying to dig for anything i'm honestly not but like it does it does say a lot towards uh dom if you're able to manage all of that talent in one room and make everybody happy because that's what comes with pressure and being with two
1: all-stars yeah for sure i don't think there's ever any controversy that year um the only stuff between like the team i i think like the english guys and the french guys started to get real annoyed of each other would come like by the end of it like by like game 92 of the year where we were finally finishing off and yeah. like like it was either we win or lose our last game of the year which is a lot of what a lot of people wanted to be in the position to do right yeah being in the mem cup but i think it's just being sick of being around each other yeah, for just so like long like we played 92 games that year like that's you put you put people together for that long like i saw those guys like probably around like eight hours a day every every day and no days off yeah. And the days off that I did have was spending more time with them. So, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, you're going to get annoyed at people
0: somehow. But yeah. there's never any controversy, I don't think, no. That's always great to hear. Because the team that's a championship team, you know, you they guys they have to be you work at, as one unit, excuse me. I can't even talk. So, anyways, that's good to hear. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about a defenseman on that team that kind of goes under the radar that has, he's in the NHL now. Yeah, Wiggs. Talk about a guy that, just took advantage of his opportunity, and yeah, from become, when you played with him to where he is now. Yeah,
1: for sure. Um, yeah, Weeg started out. I think he was Mackenzie weeger B- He's talking yeah, about. Yeah, Mackenzie Um He was. He started out junior B when he was like 16 or 17, and then got invited. I, don't, I think it was. I don't know if it was. Yeah, it was my first year. No, it wasn't my first year. It was my second year. Got invited to Mooseheads, and he like he was sick at camp played really well and then that year his confidence just went through the roof playing with guys like Nate and Ju- Nate and Joe and stuff like that and then just really like he just bloomed into like an unbelievable player like the way he plays was the way he played like the way he plays now is the way he played in junior and a lot of people didn't know if he was like, going to be able to do that like offensively and stuff like that but playing with him as a deep partner he was he was pretty he was pretty cool to watch like he was yeah. he's very good and he is another guy that you could just tell that always wanted to get better mm-hmm. funny guy off the ice is like, he yeah but he's uh he's a character but he's another guy that just works so hard at what he does so that's awesome it's not surprising to see where he is now like we all knew he was good enough as whether he wanted to do it or not really. so you
0: say that he you know he grew into a player that he is today do you think that has a lot to do with um the Mooseheads organization as of the development do you think that they're good with developing players and making oh, them for go sure. to other- no, like
1: you even look at like you look at our team that year a lot of it was some of it was acquiring guys but a lot of it was just like drafted like Mm -hmm. a lot of us that were on the team were all drafted by them yeah and and even like weeks was signed from ontario like he got passed up in the O. he got passed up like got passed up in the O. yeah yeah so like for him to be like they they're able to pick and pluck guys like that out of Mm. other other leagues and make them good like Mm. That, I think that says a lot about a, an organization. Like Cam is unbelievable at, at finding players like that. And is he? Yeah, like even Jesse Lucier that plays for Dow, Like he came, he played with. I played for him with him for two years at, with the Moose, and it was the same thing with him. Passed up mm. in the O, just played junior A, and then Cam Cam signed him,
0: and he's. Yeah. A lot of that has to go towards uh, Ali McDonald too, the scout. Yeah, yeah. I've talked to him a couple times. He's very good at his job, I've heard.
1: Yeah, Ali's Ali's a good people, and that like all their like the scouting and everything is really good. Yeah. Well, you can you can just tell that too by like the Europeans that Mm -hmm. they get year in and year out, like like having
0: Ehlers, Timo, Firk, Abilchouser. Like, well, that's another thing I wanted to bring up was if you look at all this alumni that's coming over from Europe staying in halifax for one maybe two years and then going to the nhl how good is that for the next generation of europeans that are kind of on the yeah, edge yeah, yeah, of exactly. not coming to halifax but seeing all these young guys for sure basically bounce off a trampoline which is halifax and go to the nhl
1: yeah is it, i think it especially attracts oh, like european guys when you look at guys like like nick Ehlers and timo meyer that aren't necessarily from like workhorse countries like swiss and danish mm-hmm. But then they came over and like just destroyed the league. Now they're unbelievable in the NHL right now. Yeah. So like you you look at guys and that are like I don't know if I can do it, and then you see guys like Nick and Timo come over and really do it. Yeah. And I, yeah, it attracts people. It attracts guys so much easier for the team and stuff like that.
0: It also goes without saying how comfortable that the Mooseheads make these players when they come yeah, over here. Yeah, for
1: sure. Like I, it, yeah, like the guys. It was it. For a lot of them, it's an easy transition too because, like, I think Marty is the only one that really had trouble with English. So like chouser yeah. Ehlers, Meyer, like they they all spoke like four or five languages. So like coming Smart. over, yeah, coming over was not a big deal with like language wise yeah. and stuff like that. And then just make them feel comfortable with the houses they were in and stuff like that. Cool. It was. You, you can't get a better position.
0: Um, I want to talk about Bobby and Camp, two NHL legends. Do they have any, like, I know they don't want to interfere with the the coaches, assistant coaches and things like that, but do they ever come down in the dressing room, talk to the guy, say, how you doing, what's going on? I don't... It, or is it? Like, do they kind of stay away from the team? I think, well, when I was there, anyways,
1: they may have come down and co- talked to coaches and stuff like that, but uh, us-wise, it was never... I think once Cam came down... <laughs> my first year when we were just playing like complete shit against Ramuski, uh, after we had just beat Quebec um, and he just came down and just reamed us apart but that was the only time Cam ever came down really that really I can interesting think of. yeah they they kind of just stayed out of it obviously I don't know I don't know if they they were in talking to the coaches every two seconds but yeah player wise they' they stayed out of it obviously they were in our day-to-day lives like we saw them all the time and stuff on the like road that. and stuff yeah it's very easy they're they're super easy to talk to mm-hmm. and stuff like that but now they kind of they kind of stayed out of it and that obviously we had <laughs> the only time Bobby ever like got into talking to the players was he didn't like long-haired or beards we were said al- that we weren't allowed beards no really no. I didn't know that even during playoffs no no beards. Yeah. Well you you look at any picture when we won the Mem Cup, we're all clean shaven.
0: I didn't even I didn't even think to look at that. Yeah, yeah. He's I that's interesting. Cause I, I well you know Luke Warner too. Yeah. Well me and Luke played on the Moose together for like I think it was eight games, I yeah, think. Yeah. And Bobby was the coach. Yeah. So Bobby was out there coaching with us and he never said anything about that. Yeah. I know like
1: he never really said anything to me about my long hair. I had really long hair the year we won it, but it, beards was a big no no. Like you, you well, it's like away from he's that. He's flying you to games. So. Yeah, yeah. We, <laughs> like it was never. It, we just always just were kind of like we 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 kind of wanted an explanation. That was the only thing we did wanted. did. He give it to you? No. Uh, well, we he's never, just old school. We, we never really asked. A lot of it. We people said it was. It was what they did when he won the the cup with the Canadians and stuff like that. So he won a cup with Montreal. Yeah, right? yeah, I think he won one or two.
0: Um, I've always heard good things about Bobby behind the scenes, like yeah a couple years before you got there there was a couple players that like broke their wrist or something and he lives out in arizona flew him out to arizona yeah, put yeah. them up at the house got them like the best top of the line wrist surgery things like that so there's always been good stories from bobby coming out of that organization Yeah, for sure.
1: and even like injury wise and stuff like that i can attest to that like uh breaking my jaw and like breaking my nose and stuff like that like i was in with the doctors the next morning like getting surgery and Mm -hmm. stuff like that or even i had to get an mri on my shoulder my shoulder they were they're paying for like private mris and stuff like that they're not like they want the top of their line for their players and that's when i really understood how good they were to us when Mm -hmm. when it came like that time that it was like I, I went under and got surgery on my jaw and then they visited me the next day. Who's like, they? Like Bobby and Cam. Did they? So, yeah, it's it's stuff like that, right? That think like, about if
0: you're a parent here in this story. How good does that make you feel?
1: Yeah, exactly. Like in my my parents weren't able weren't able to come down for that. So like it, it makes it makes them feel a lot a lot mm-hmm. easier about it, that I'm in good hands with whatever's happening, right? Mm-hmm, absolutely. So, yeah, it's
0: they're they're good. They're good. That's good. Um did we talk about Dom? Yeah, we talked about Dom a little bit. Yeah, we talked about bit. Dom. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see what he does next year. Cause talk because we, I know we talked about managing personalities like the NHL. You are yeah. managing ego. You are managing m- millions of dollars. You know, yeah. like I think
1: it will be a little different for him because he's not going to be in that head coaching role. So he's mm-hmm. going to have to be like kind of that the player coach. Yeah, yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. And I think I think he's going to be able to do that pretty well. Yeah, but I don't know. I. I he's one of the best coaches i've ever had like hockey hockey wise he's an extremely smart hockey i love that
0: hockey sense yeah he there's, was unbelievable there's so many bums coming up through the system that just have no idea what they're talking about not i shouldn't say bums but just like i don't know people that don't really know what they're talking about and it's yeah, just, yeah you can't even back it up the things that you're saying um i want to talk to you about something not really something it's just um the coverage of those years john moore's videos you ever go back and watch those <laughs> every time i watch those videos i always see oh, uh man. i always see the boys kind of making fun of them or joking or things yeah, like that so what, johnny, what, what tell me about johnny that johnny
1: was he was funny he was on all like legitimately all our road trips there's <laughs> one thing you have to say about john and john moore was how hard he worked like doing all those videos like broadcasting our games like doing all that stuff but yeah, the, we we had a good laugh with Johnny most of the time, like doing his his little interviews with his camera and his, the little old fashioned microphone he had and
0: stuff. Like, yeah, I remember seeing some videos like someone would be at Tim Hortons eating eating a bagel and you would just kind of creep up behind them be like, "What yeah, are you doing?" exactly. Like we we
1: we would always used to look at him and just be like, "Johnny, what? Like, what 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 good does this bring anyone to see me eating at?" Like even at the hotel, we'd be eating in the morning, and we would all have like bedhead and stuff like that because you couldn't wear hats when we were we we're down eating, and he's just like videotaping us. Oh, you can find some terrible videos back in the day. Yeah, and he was consistent with those. Like oh, oddly yeah, yeah. enough,
0: I watched them. Like they were all because I subscribed; they were always being uploaded. Like you yeah. guys would play a game, and then it would be over, and then it would be posted an hour later.
1: Yeah, like that's what I mean. Like that guy worked really hard to be able to do that, and then do the broadcast for our. Game games and then like and then I'm pretty sure he wrote for like Chronicle Herald yeah and stuff like that like it's crazy like I'm pretty sure he wrote his own blog did he and like yeah so doing all that's pretty intense
0: but yeah Johnny do you ever go back and like watch those videos and be like, I man, don't remember I
1: that. It, I haven't in a while, but I, if I ever do, it's mostly to go and laugh at the guys yeah. in the background. And
0: stuff like <laughs> There's some funny stuff. Oh, man. Yeah. You get some good stuff. Yeah. I wish I had more of that stuff covered when I played. It's, just, it's great for memories, man. It oh yeah, a lot for sure. Um, uh, pre-game rituals, food, stick tape. Right gear on first anything? Uh, nothing crazy. When I was in junior I'd,
1: <laughs> I I plain pasta. That was pretty much all I had for a pre-game meal and <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's all I had and uh, Were you a coffee before the game, guy? No, can't I can't drink coffee like even during the day. <laughs> you know, you can't drink coffee <laughs> I can't drink any like pre-workout or caffeinated anything before a game. I get extremely stressed out. Yeah. Yeah, it's so weird. Like, like high if, blood pressure or uh, something. I don't I, I have no idea. I just like I can't I just get myself like into a game on my own like it's not i can't i can't do really? any any of those pre like stuff some stuff that some guys take like it's so intense they'll mix like coffee with pre-workout and they're like getting amped up before just, a game like, yeah do i'm it? just like i'm good interesting but um no like i tape my stick a certain way i i put it in the doorway a certain a certain way like it was on like the the door frame and say, say that again. You're like, I would put my stick after I taped it, like the door frame, like it sticks out a bit, and I would put it like right there, and that's okay. where my stick was. Um, but that's pretty much it. What flex? What, what, 100? Yeah, I had a like 100 extra long, they were extra long, like Bowers and Easton. So, like, so they would, by the time I cut it, they were like 120. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, just a regular sack of curve and stuff like that. Um, nothing crazy grip or yeah, are you like it's yeah. slippery oh no grip i can't yeah i even found like some of the sticks that i had grip were too slip- too slippery like yeah. I, I would take extra if i could
0: do you do the uh, the tape up
1: and down No, that's too like that's that's gummy
0: like gummy. There, there's
1: a difference between like like good like stick grip and then gummy like gummy is like you can't take your hand off it you can uh, feel it, like yeah. sticking yeah but like good stick grip like i i can't st- i don't know how guys play with like a slippery stick like oh it's, it's i can't do
0: it you gotta have grip the new ones that they're coming out with are i don't know if that's new or not but the new ones are grippy yeah um, how did it work with sticks on the Mooseheads? any any time you wanted something new could you just request or was um, it you gotta wait till your batch was broken
1: well yeah we each got so you ordered what you wanted obviously and then like you got a batch of 12 and then you would usually like for guys like me and stuff like that that aren't superstars. Hey know, man, you
0: were top three defensemen. You top go, four,
1: top three. Yeah, but you go through your batch and stuff like that. My first year I was lucky we played with Bauer. Yeah. So that that was pretty awesome. But then we went to Easton the next three years. Weren't happy about that? Um I didn't mind it, but some guys No. Didn't like it too much. My first year, I think I went through, like, 30 in the first half of the season. Just, like, it was the new Makos and stuff like that that were just, like, super whippy and, and like, just absurd. But then, like, you you also have the guys on the team that were already sponsored by, like, CCM and stuff like that. So, like, they would be playing with whatever they wanted and whatever they needed, really. But... it was never, I was never lacking anything to say. You always, the least. Had, so you always had, yeah, yeah. Something. I always had a, like, he would, like, Trainer would give us a hard time sometimes if we were asking for something new before it was really, yeah. like, broken or anything. But did you uh, ever have Coxie? No, I never, I've heard, I've heard stories about Coxie, but I always had, uh, uh Chris McDonald. Uh, knackered. Chris was always a great guy.
0: Yeah, yeah. He was always nice to the newcomers. Yeah, he's very nice. Coxie, I could say something different, but, uh, yeah, I've heard some stories about Coxie. fucker. Yeah. <laughs> He took. I'm not. Eh, I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> no. Um Okay. Well, what? Oh, yeah. What curve do you use? Are you a heel curve? No. Or it uh, just sackic. Just sack, as a defenseman. Yeah. Really yeah. interesting. Yeah. When I,
1: when I played midget, I was playing with Lindstrom, and then I once I got to the Moose, they I had Sakik. Yeah. You'd always get those odd comments from the coaches, like, "What are you doing playing?" I was going to say, but, yeah, some guys would play with bigger honestly really Yeah, yeah interesting even in our league right now in university there's guys that play with huge curves on the back end
0: but I, I've always liked a big curve I don't mind it don't know, do, you, I, do you have a hard shot you got a hard slap shot it sounds, you're in the it's AUS right. as a defenseman are you on the power play no yeah. <laughs> I'm, well, a pure, I'm a purely defensive man <laughs> <yeah, laughs> to say the least alright Um okay so you win the President's Cup yeah you guys are heroes yeah how many days off do you have before you fly out to Saskatchewan, I think it was? Yeah, it was. It was yeah,
1: so we went to the Mem Cup was in Saskatoon. Saskatoon.
0: Yeah. I get the two mixed up.
1: But, uh, yeah, so we won it. Oh, yeah, sorry. No, what did you do that night you guys won? <laughs>
0: oh, Jesus. Can you give me, you got to give me, you got to give yeah. me something.
1: Um. Yeah, so we won it. We stayed out on the ice, like exceptionally after the fans left yeah yeah well we had most of our family on the ice and stuff like that to take pictures with the cup and and actually raise it and stuff like that and then um got back in the room
0: sorry just it's bringing back memories yeah what a a uh, night
1: yeah and then got back in the room and uh yeah there was beers for everyone that was of age and stuff like that
0: come on yeah okay i get it I to uh, yeah. say.
1: anyway yeah, okay <laughs> yeah so we're all drinking and stuff like that and we had uh we had alumni that were there too so oh that's we had, always like nice. travis randall we had critchlow and all that, like Br- Cousner and that that were in the room with us so that was good yeah and we we're all just <laughs> getting drunk and stuff in the room and then we just went straight downtown from there where'd and, you um, go that time i think we just went straight to toothy <laughs> i was gonna say i thought
0: i heard you guys on the ice yelling toothy
1: yeah that was, <laughs> yeah well that's that was the good days of toothy like you don't yeah you don't go to toothy and do any of that shit anymore yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh no yeah we all went out to toothy in our in our uh, suits and shit oh and, boy with um, the cup oh yeah with the cup all our coaches were there the announcer, the Moosehead announcer, like you know the the guy that you hear, oh <laughs> at the game. I don't know like, who it is, but what, I forget his name. He but was there. He, he was <laughs> announcing our names and stuff at Toothy. <laughs> yeah, so that was that's hilarious. That was so we got funny. on the
0: DJ Mike. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The-
1: he was up there. It, yeah, it was a that was a debacle, and it, it was like three o'clock and i'm i'm just wandering around <laughs> and i see this real tall guy with like a moose head sweater and i'm like man i know that guy yeah and it was Fukali's dad that was <laughs> it was in there till like three thirty with us it was awesome it was hilarious but yeah it was just yeah it was a complete and utter shit show i think yeah we went to we went to nelly's first i heard rumors about nelly and something then, happened yeah it was yeah. the whole debacle with that because they let they let Nate and Joe and Foxy and everyone in. Yeah. And we went to the back and got a bunch of free stuff and that. And then.
0: Uh, yeah, who paid for the drinks at Toothy? Or was
1: I just on the house? Uh, pff, I've. You have no I idea. Couldn't, you couldn't tell. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I I never took my wallet out once. That's, that's for sure. awesome. That whole week after we won, the Mem Cup, I, I just wore the hat downtown and <laughs> I did, I didn't pay for a single thing. <laughs> but you got to think about it. I was fresh nineteen and like oh my god fresh 19 and then i win one of the biggest trophies and it was just a shit show
0: i was gonna say like cause as soon as you win the president's cup it's like of course you just want to have a shit show for like the whole summer yeah. but it's like man now i gotta go play the mem cup here. yeah so we had like a week and a half two weeks and then of of uh of partying of playing.
1: no no they stopped the partying like instantly oh. like we were only allowed like a couple days and then well it was funny in playoffs we partied more than we did all year like it was very strict with the moose heads we didn't go out much mm. um we had two o'clock curfew if we did go out which was shit because like we wanted to stay out until three thirty at least
0: and did you always have to go back to your like if you picked up something you, you couldn't yeah oh, you always have fuck. to go back could you ever bring girls back yeah yeah to the billets yeah, yeah. it was it was just an honesty thing
1: with your yeah. with your billets if you it, it was just certain situations you were able to okay but um yeah, so like we didn't go out much, but during playoffs, Dom had a thing like, if we were able to sweep a team, like he would let us go out. That's a great rule. Yeah, so we swept the three first rounds. Woo! That's incredible. <laughs> and the fourth round, we were that was to win the President's Cup, so we were going out whether we yeah, <laughs> won yeah. it or not, right? Yeah. So, yeah, we went out pretty much more in playoffs than we did all season. And then and then, yeah, going to Saskatoon, private flight. Yeah, Big that was flight. that was crazy. That NHL size plane. Yeah, well, that, that was like it was like an NHL. Yeah, it was an NHL size. Play, like we all had seats like that. We well, no, not even. We it was a regular, but it was we all had a row of like five or six seats. There there's five seats on either side. The thing was massive.
0: Did the parents go on the flights too? Um, they no,
1: they didn't. They, they did come. They didn't come with us. They okay. flew on their own and stuff like that. Okay. They didn't really offer that. But um, yeah. So that got the saskatoon played the games um i mean play against portland and stuff like that was absurd how good yeah they so were. talk
0: about playing against some like yeah. talk about you had nhl guys on your team you played against yeah some massive nhl well, guys yeah, now. seth you, jones
1: yeah seth jones uh Derek puliat ty ratty like all those guys like bjork strand talk about
0: what it's like playing one-on-one with ty
1: ratty coming down the wing <laughs> i don't know if you're saying that out of if you actually know what happened but no what happened i'm just saying <laughs> that. no well, you can look it up because there's a highlight of him toe dragging the shit out of me
0: if you're good to continue talking i'm gonna
1: look it up yeah there's a what I uh, youtube he just, uh, f- i don't know it was like ty ratty goal and mem cup ty it was a Raddy. highlight it was like on sports center and shit made me feel like crap for a couple Who days Cares, but uh, yeah no like playing against those guys was intense like you you like Portland's D core were all signed, and if they weren't signed, they were going, like, top 10 in the show. Yeah. So, like, it was absurd. But the one downfall they had was their goalie was a complete and utter hothead.
0: For who, Portland?
1: Yeah, it was this guy. He was a Philly pick. He was nuts. And our our goalie coach came in the room before the game and told us, like, he is crazy, like, chirp him when he skates by the bench and stuff. Really? And he actually was nuts. Like, would lose his mind like consistently during a game. Like it was crazy and then what a weirdo. we were able to get to him that way and that's pretty much how like if they had a good good goal in that we we would have had a, a lot harder time.
0: Um so I got the goal here. Let's bring it up. Number eighty eight Hardy on the wing. Alright, we'll watch it together. Give me a little breakdown here. No, no, no. Is this no. not it?
1: Oh it could be, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah right there. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. you just put your head down yeah this is on a pk too oh what are you doing swinging your stick there you gotta take the body uh oh, falconham was watching too though yeah he was coming down i like they, he they ran so quick
1: they ran to play like that he was just he would just come down and swoop and pick up the fucking get a bunch of speed and come in the zone that's how quick he was and yeah and he would he was just firing down so fast and then like i just had no options like i was like either i go at him and he does something or Or i I stay where i am and he shoots and i on the screen so i really had nothing else jesus i remember like they were they were so cocky though like I were they yeah like leipzig and stuff like that they were super cocky like they used they looked at us and they were like why are you guys wearing mouth guards and like neck pieces and neck guards and stuff like that? You guys are such pussies and stuff. And we were just we were all looking at, at looking at each other. What being, kind of like, chirp is that? Just like didn't know what was going on and like they were dominating us like yeah. the first and se- like midway through the second and then like Nate just yeah took over. Well,
0: I don't <laughs> yeah I, I don't even know what to say about every I don't have to say anything. People yeah, know yeah. about that game. And
1: then yeah, Nate just took over. And then the the game we lost against Saskatoon was they just it's just a different style of play between leagues like I was going to say that must have been interesting playing against yeah, teams that like playing against western teams like maybe not portland cuz they were so skilled but like Saskatoon they had a lot of guys that were just so physically imposing like they had Ferland off of Calgary right now that's yeah. just like he was so scary to play against he's probably one of the scariest guys i played against just like so intimidating would probably beat the shit out of anyone but would he it, beat
0: the shit out of Trey Lewis
1: oh, yeah, like, he, like Trey's tough, but, like, this guy was nuts. Wow. And he would come down, like, flying and just try and kill anyone because Saskatoon weren't, like, they weren't good. They were out in the first round of the playoffs. Well, so. Yeah. And, um, anyways, they ended up beating us. So we were a little bit shook after that. But then when we look back on it now, like, all our losses were for, like, a reason. Like, even our losses against Bay Kamo it was even better because we got to win it on home ice and, like, the lock, we had six losses during the year so we'd look back on those six and like yeah. uh, they were all in perfect times Yeah. so then we just looked at it that way and after that it was over
0: the Baykomo series you won 4-1 right? yeah 4-1 we
1: lost S- one in Baykomo how perfect is that though? yeah exactly like we. What, I, I, so I, give, me, give me the
0: mood in the dressing room after you lost that
1: game so You're I like, remember I remember us losing and it was a weird game and we just didn't play well and shit wasn't going our way and like it was never, a, oh shit, we're gonna lose. Like all the gu- all the guys would just look at each other and go, oh well, fuck, we're gonna win it on home ice. Like it was never, I don't know, it was never a mindset of we're any lose. doubt. There was no doubt whatsoever. It was yeah, it doesn't matter. We're gonna we'll win it next one. And then we went out one next one five one, and then went home and did the same thing. So it was, like it was stuff like that. <sighs> that's incredible. That that's when like even like midway through the season, that's when we knew like how good we were it was we would go into third periods, like down by one, down by two or something. And it was never, a, uh, there was never a thing in our head that would go, oh well. Might not win this one. It was always like, all right, well, let's well, go. Well, with the
0: confidence of McKinnon and Drew in there, and yeah, yeah, FERC yeah, exactly, too, I guess. Exactly. Just like you're never out of a game at any yeah, point. Yeah, for sure. I had season tickets that year, and I was like on the side where you guys shot twice, and I was lower bowl, kind of midway lower bowl. And I remember just watching some of those power plays of Drew McKinnon just work the puck. Yeah. Just being so fortunate, I only paid 150 bucks for these season tickets. Like. I'm watching NHL caliber guys put on a show. And it's basically just those two. And like uh, uh, Fournier would be in front of the net. Yeah. And Forn, just like Forn, he just put his ass right in front of the goalie. he
1: scored 40 literally just <laughs> being around the net. Like I don't, think he had, I don't think he had a goal like outside the crease. And we always used to make fun of him because of that. He, was, yeah. he would always like try and say, oh, well, I got 35 this year. We be like, yeah, man, because he was literally huge and you could just like tap it in. But, i mean he's proved him up, himself too like he's in the a full time and stuff like yeah. that too but yeah it was just funny like you you they literally made everyone around them better yeah like to think that i had like 17 points that year that's a lot for me let alone yeah like, like i had five goals like like
0: the year after with joe too did you i'm not gonna look <laughs> i believe you but i actually i got it up right here yeah, so I scored one. Yeah, 13 po- 18 points.
1: Yeah, so I scored one that year, the Mem Cup year, and then I scored five the next year. And it was purely because of Joe. All those goals were purely yeah. because he just knew where you were on the ice yeah. at all times.
0: Don't lie when I ask you this question. Yeah. Tell me the truth. Was Joe pissed when he came back to Halifax and he didn't make deepa? Oh, yeah. He was livid, wasn't he? Oh yeah. yeah, he was livid. I knew it. Why can't hockey players be honest? He's in the news. Oh, you know, it's the right decision. Well, yeah, I knew because he was we're, pissed. We're all
1: we're all built it's, that it's, way. It's, it's
0: it's. I know it's the code. I get it. Just it's I hate. Not, I it, fucking hate it. it. It's not the
1: NFL. It's not the NBA. I get like it, guys I get don't it. go and
0: voice their opinion that easily. I get it. But
1: he, yeah, his first. I think his first like ten games. We we were like, uh, what? Do, do we want him back? Cause like he, like, he had the normal attitude of someone that knew he should have been in the NHL, and yeah. he was like, this is fucking stupid. I'm playing against guys that are 16. Yeah, like, you know what I mean. Yeah. But yeah, he was just like kind of like sooky and stuff like that, which made sense. Like, mm. and then he snapped out of it and just tore it up. Then came back to being like Joe, because
0: he was still young. He
1: couldn't play in the AHL, could he? No. Yeah, he was. He was like freshly 18, so he couldn't play in the yeah. in the A or anything like that. And I he and he would have been he would have been he would have been top scorer in the A too. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's the only thing about the CHL that kind of Yeah, it's kind of fishy. Yeah. But Yeah, no, I know mean, I think he reacted in in the way that we thought he would. But he snapped out of it. Like, some guys react that way and react that way all season. Yeah. And he was able to do it for, like, a 10-game stretch. So, he snapped out it. of it after yeah, 10 and games? Yeah, and then he was good. But yeah. even when he was in that shit stretch, he yeah. still was having two or three points a game. Yeah. So, like...
0: But it's just a mental thing. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's hard. Oh, right? absolutely. Well, none of Every, us can Everyone's telling it. you how good you are and how you're going to be the best player. And then, all of a sudden, you're getting cut. You're back in Halifax. Yeah, because that's just how eiserman goes about his work in tampa mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you know what i mean like yeah so it was weird but it was it worked out for us well, it's
0: good. yeah it's good to hear that you snapped out of it or he snapped out of it in 10 games yeah yeah
1: it was never it was never something that he was like no yeah Whenever you think about it really
0: Do you, so you played with ehlers then
1: yeah played with nick i, See, man, with I could Teemo. fucking
0: sit here and talk forever about that but mm-hmm. i want to get i want to get to the i want to get to you now Aus um like you know fuck it do you have time you don't have it's yeah i'm good no, you, it's well it's 540 you're still you're good for like yeah, yeah, I'm okay good. so ehlers yep talk about him his first year training camp was he be like this guy's definitely going to the show or did it was there development there
1: no like we knew we knew how good nick was like right away like he was he was he was top tier like the games that like he was playing he was really good i mean he scored 49 as a rookie mm-hmm. but Yeah. The guy that we were really... Not skeptical, but we weren't sure what was going to happen was Timo. Timo. Was, like, his first year, he was kind of, like... Was he a little fat? Was he chubby? Well, no, he's just got that... He's He's got got the big bone? Yeah, yeah. He's just... he's, He's got, like, the baby fat look to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, when he was in junior, anyways. Yeah. But we... Like, he was good. Like, he had 45, 50 points his first year. But we were all, like, oh, well, like... He's a Euro, like, especially the Euros that come to Halifax, like, they should have.
0: Two years? (laughs) Yeah.
1: One or two years, and they're usually, like, unbelievable right away. So we are kind of, like, stepped back a bit, and then next year when Nick Nick left, like. Took over. Timo just turned into another person. And, again, just developed so quickly and just turned into this big-bodied forward that could just do whatever he wanted and then really took over and now he's doing the same thing in the NHL. Like
0: what was he like in
1: the room, Timo? Good guy, like Good guy. Yeah. Like both Nick and him were super like they were quiet, did their own thing and Yeah. Vocal when they needed to. Yeah. A lot all of them they all have different, like very unique personalities though. Like what do you mean?
0: Just like some are
1: Well like Nate and Joe were a lot more vocal than say Timo and Nick. Mm -hmm. But Do you mean vocal on the ice or in the room? both. Okay. But uh but, yeah, they're just different. It's different mentalities, too. It's different cultures like and stuff with the Euros and that. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was interesting to see. Like, even playing with Abel Abelchauser and Furk and that, mm-hmm. it was interesting to see, like, how they went about their lives, really. Mm-hmm. Abelchauser is probably, like... The funniest, nicest guy there is. <laughs> nicest person to ever live. Like, mm-hmm. the type of guy that like gives his tickets because <clears throat> his tickets to chair is like the IWK all season long. Yeah, like that type of guy. Yeah. And then you got Marty's Marty. That's just like an airhead, but the greatest <laughs> guy ever. Yeah, and just like it's just all different personalities, right? Yeah,
0: it's cool to see. um Speaking of Marty, I saw him play this year out in Vancouver and. They use him for exactly what you think they use him for. It's like it's sad, but it's wicked because he's there, but he's only on the power play, and then he just lights up the lamp. He got like two goals, I think, when I was. He get like if you look at a stat sheet, it's like eight minutes played, two goals. Yeah, he's got. He's he
1: is a funny guy. Like, but he that was the hardest shot
0: I've ever played with in my life. Funny story. This is before you were there. You know, he was. I got called up and I was a dummy player, obviously. So after practice, there's power play specialist and I get put on the fucking point where Marty's at the point shooting the puck yeah. and I got to block the fucking shot right off the top of the leg. Oh, yeah. just, and it's just like, I kind of want to yell at the guy. I'm just like, what the fuck is your problem, man? This is practice. But it's like, I, I want to stay here as long as I can. Yeah. So I'm just going to let him shoot bucks at me all day. Yeah, like
1: he did. But he was notorious for doing that in practice. Cause he, did Mar-
0: he do it? He did it all, all the time. Oh, he? yeah. Like, I thought it was just Marty me. would come
1: down one-on-one with, with you sometimes. And you would try and snap it through your legs, like yeah. as a D. And he would just snap it and hit your ankle. And I like I remember. Oh, so this happened to you too? Oh, yeah. Okay. In, in Ruey it happened he just came comes down one-on-one and just snaps a wrister and his wristers are as hot as uh, hard as my slap shots and he cranks me on the ankle and then he goes I sorry <laughs> I'm just like Marty I want to be so fucking mad at you right now but I can't because like I know you're just you yeah, yeah. but he, he was funny he, he he almost like wanted to have that like rebel bad boy look to him Did on he? the ice yeah with the the pulled up pulled up uh, jersey and showing the tats but the guy was the hardest worker ever off the ice too like the guy'd be squatting three plates before we would go practice he was just like he was a workhorse at what he did and that's I love hearing that. But man, he was yeah, he was hilarious. Like being around him was was a treat. You you lost your English most of the time because you had to speak broken English to him. Yeah, Marty, go to mall with us, yeah. and and he would answer back like that, and then you would have to
0: realize after like you got to speak normal Yeah, yeah, that's funny. That's crazy though, because think about it: the guy went from the East Coast Hockey League to the NHL in the matter of oh, yeah, a and, year.
1: And and. and this is nothing against Marty, but we all thought, like, he was going back to Czech, yeah, to the Czech Republic. Like, when we saw him in Toledo, in the coast, like, we knew how good he was, but, I mean, he, he would get that attitude and then he would kind of, like, not want to play anymore and say how much he hated hockey. And then he just, like, got on his horse again and just was like, all right, fuck this, I'm going to make it. And then yeah. tore up Toledo. He loved Toledo. Like, he would always tell us how much he liked Toledo. And then he went... Uh, a for detroit didn't mind it but they wanted the the yeah the year that he, that he, he had the game winner of the calder cup. yeah yeah he won he won the calder cup and yeah he was a big part of that team when they won it and then made it the next year and yeah he, that was like we were we all kind of thought like eh, he might be going back to czech republic like mm-hmm. not that it's easy but it's like it's easy for him because he's from there like it's it's home and everything but he's got a like he, he really wanted it so it was good it was it was one of those guys that you were happy to see do really well because mm-hmm. you knew how much he deserved it mm-hmm. but then he just got like those tough breaks most of the time
0: that's cool yeah
1: yeah like there's not there's not a lot of guys that I see like from the teams I played with that I, I look at I'm like he doesn't he doesn't deserve to be there, you know yeah. what I mean? Like every guy every guy that I played with like deserves to be where they are right well, now. Well, let's
0: talk about a guy that, you know, could be there but isn't there now, Fucali. Yeah. You know, one of the, another great junior career. Yeah. Gave you guys confidence on the back end for a lot of years. Yeah. He's in the A right now, I think in St. John. Uh no, you, well,
1: no, it was Laval because Laval, Laval. Sorry, yeah, they moved. La- yeah, yeah, it's Laval now, but yeah, um but it is so tough for goalies, right? Because you like there's only 60 positions yeah. or
0: 61, whatever Yeah,
1: it is. and, like, there's six in an organization to begin with, max eight. And then, like, you get one, two guys hurt in the show, and then, like, you're already up fo- starting full-time in the A if you're in the coast and stuff like that. So it's different. It's just a different, completely different game. So, like, when people that don't know hockey very much and they're like, oh, he's down in the East Coast, what the fuck is he doing? Yeah. I'm just like, all right take a step back it's and a like, one day jump to the A yeah exactly especially for goalies um, I don't know I think he just fell in a weird situation too in Montreal like Price <laughs> not many spots everyone, open and, and then they bring in the gu- the the right handed goalie from NCAA that played sick right off the bat so like kind of got thrown around um, it'll be interesting to see what he does yeah. like in the next coming year because he's, he's still young here. 23, yeah, 24 exactly. that guy is unbelievably smart he's is He is always trying to get like trying to get smarter in a different way and stuff like that like he loves school and stuff like that so oh he was, really so yeah. he's like
0: school smart too oh yeah yeah. interesting very... yeah so he's... goalies are weird was he a weird guy in the room oh. <laughs> what uh that's a good question um
1: yeah he, he had some weird r- rituals like yeah. he you know the crack in like the seats in in the um, in the room so like you to can lift li- thing, you can lift yeah. up like the where you sit down yeah and like that crack he would put you'd put like uh tape like you'd put like shin pad tape and he had it he had it perfectly centered <laughs> what do you mean you put like tape that's already off the roll no so like he had a roll of tape and he put it and he had to have the crack going perfectly down like the center of the the roll of tape <laughs> what yeah just weird and like or before a game, he had to clean, like he would clean his his helmet, like from like puck dings and stuff like that. Like, oh yeah, and uh, he would clean it before every game and stuff like that. But he would clean it in my friggin' stall. Oh, you sat next to him. No, I didn't even sit next to him. I was on the other side of the. Fr- why <laughs> of would the he sit in your room. stall? I don't know. I love Fuxi to death, but I don't <laughs> know why he did that. I asked. I the amount of times that I asked him why, and he just, I don't, I don't know. That's just what I do. That's
0: hilarious. But that, I love that's, it.
1: that's really it. Like. I mean, I'm sure he had his own quirks that he, yeah. that he did in his room and stuff like that bef- before he would go to a game, but he loved to be there super early. Like he really? Would, so he would, how
0: early before the game would he get there? Like he three, would get, four? He
1: would get there to the point where our trainer would be like, you can't come this early. How early? Like three
0: hours before? Four mm-hmm. hours? Yeah.
1: If he could, he would be there like three and a half. <laughs> <sighs> But, yeah, he was... I always hated that about hockey, how early you got there. If it was up See, to I'd, me, I'd be there 30 minutes before. I don't before. mind game-wise being there early.
0: Yeah, practice.
1: Um, yeah, but practice, I don't, I'm not a big fan of it. But, um... No, he had his Let corks.
0: Me, sorry, keep going. I'll turn this off.
1: Yeah, he had his corks, but, I mean, fooksy's fooksy. I never
0: even thought about the fucking phone. <laughs> Who has a household in me?
1: Who calls a house phone? That's more important. I
0: know. <laughs> um,
1: how early did you get to the game? Two hours. Yeah, I was I was more on the early side too. So like two hours, two hours fifteen. I like I enjoyed my time. Yeah. Yeah, I just sit around and do my.
0: I I don't have a lot of rituals, but I. You guys had so much food before the games. You guys had like a grilled cheese station.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, they, oh. Used to, they
0: they cut that out. When oh, I did they that. cut it yeah, out? Yeah. They, Why did they
1: cut that? Because
0: it was... People were abusing it.
1: Yeah, because it's stupid, too. Like, <laughs> if you eat that much before a game, it's not going to be any
0: good. Or <laughs> there was, like, a grilled cheese station, like a Nutella station, uh chocolate bar station, obviously a Gatorade station. Yeah, we, there still, so we still many all,
1: like, the snacks and stuff, but... <laughs> had yeah, I could, I could never... <laughs> I could never eat before a game like that some guys like joe would eat a bunch before a game would <laughs> he yeah like like and i'm not talking about like pre-game it's like literally an hour before <laughs> like now what do you mean he'd eat like a uh, snack eat, tray like, cheese sticks like pieces of toast
0: i'm just like come on man are you serious <laughs> yeah yeah it was funny that's hilarious yeah um did mckinnon have any rituals at all before the game or he was just like a nonchalant go out? he's rip pretty it up.
1: nonchalant i think he had, his, he had his, like, ritual, like, just, like, getting there at a certain time and stuff like that. But I, I it's n- nothing that I saw that was really crazy. Cool. And I sat beside him for two years. Did so you sit beside yeah, him? Yeah. I wasn't really. He was just messy. Was he messy? <laughs> like, his stall was all over the place all the time. But oh, Jesus. He was 16. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. That's kind of cool, though.
0: You sat yeah. next to him two years. Yeah, yeah. That's Funny. not bad. Yeah, it's weird. let's talk about i let's talk about um i've heard this from a lot of people so i want to know if you think it's you know true or not do you think that the aus is better than the q compared to speed wise and skill wise obviously not maybe not skill wise but like speed do you think i think
1: i I just think the aus in general is just an underrated league Mm -hmm. like just to see how good some guys are like from umb and x and even our team and they just go and play in the east coast right away or the or the a um it just shows it right away and our our league's a little different too there's it's a lot more like it's a lot it's a lot more rough than the q and and stuff like that like
0: bigger guys you're not playing against 16 year olds yeah
1: exactly you're dealing with guys that are like some of them are 27 28 like that was the big difference for me coming in. Mm-hmm. That was something I liked too. That was a part of my game. So I, I liked this the physical aspect of it, but it's intense sometimes. Yeah. And refs in our league just kind of let shit go, so it gets it gets a little crazy.
0: Yeah, it's odd with the no fighting there. It's it's kind of
1: yeah. So that turns that turns some guys into the that's what the, turns the, into the fake, guys the yeah. fake toughs. Yeah. So they'll they'll be taking liberties pretty easily, but. I mean, do you know why there's no fighting? I think it's because back in the day, it was known as the fighting league. So, like, back in the day when, like, it was a good league, but it was just fights consistently. And, like, especially with school rivalries and stuff like that, you would have guys that would absolutely fucking hate each other. Mm -hmm. So, like... I could see why they don't want it, but at the same time, it would it would kind of make <laughs> give some guys a humble w- awakening in our league. But yeah,
0: absolutely, that that would be the most frustrating thing, especially like you for the physical aspect of it. I'm not saying you're a fighter, but like yeah, yeah, hockey needs to be a part of, or fighting needs to be a part of hockey. In no, order no, to- yeah,
1: I agree. There is there is some situations where like you get into it, and like especially this year where we've had guys get hit by, from behind and stuff like that. That and you're just like, so what do you
0: do? You just kind of yeah. ragdoll them. You, you
1: just get into a scuffle with him that pretty sucks, much. That sucks, but it's a fake scuffle cause yeah, you know yeah, you can't do anything. I mean, you there's ways around it. Like you, like uh, There's obviously, like, I can take liberties on people when yeah. the ref's not looking, but yeah. it goes both ways, really. If a guy wants to do that to your player, like, it's going to go. Mm. Like, I'm going to make sure it's going to happen to you, too. Yeah, Not saying that I'm going to come and take him out from behind or yeah. anything like that, yeah, but yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Like, I get it. But... No, it's it, it's a good league. I think, I, I, I don't think it's comparable because of the age, but I think it's good hockey. Like I it's think great a lot of, I think a lot of people are missing out on on watching it. Say when the Mooseheads aren't playing in that, well, and I said. understand why they go to the Mooseheads. Like I've been there. I see that. Like there's For guys sure. that are unbelievable, but you got guys in our league like like Hunter Garland and stuff like that that are just they're so good and like they could easily like he's Gar's had offers in the a and stuff but he just wants to finish the school now and get it done and now and then go and like guys like that that's it's fun to watch so yeah i don't know why people don't but i also understand why they don't because it's the forum
0: (laughs) oh yeah let's talk about that you guys are getting a new rink so are you playing next year for Smew? Yeah, next year I am. Is the rink going to be built? Not uh, not next
1: year. It would be in my 5th year.
0: Oh, uh, so our, if you do play your 5th year, yeah, it will be, be built a rink
1: on campus Man, and that's everything. Some, yeah, they be... already started. They already started uh, tearing down the old one and everything. Yeah, that's okay. good.
0: Well, that would be something to come back for your 5th year too. Yep. A brand new rink.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it'd be interesting. It like it will turn Smew into a a, a like Smew's already been good every year. Like somewhat good every year and it, i think it will just turn them into like a, a powerhouse for being like a unb to, yeah for sure like turning like you'll like guys guys say no because our our rink isn't on campus it's far and stuff like that and i'm not saying all guys say who say no say that but like it's just situations like it's not an easy campus life like you gotta live by the by, the school and then drive to the rink every day, at, and we practice at 9 a.m. It's not something that's convenient at all times, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But yeah, it'll, it'll make it'll turn them into it'll make it a lot easier. Absolutely,
0: it'll be yeah. great for scouting
1: for sure. That's wicked.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to see the new rink. That'll just be good for Halifax in general. Yeah, um, around an hour and twenty, man. I'm pretty sure I've covered everything I've wanted to cover with you. Yeah, um, I want to get you back. I want to get you back with uh, Nosey. he says he has some great stories about you so it'd be good yeah, to get I've got, a friendship I've got, some, I've got some interesting stories about nose too so. perfect yeah no we'll get you back so uh we're gonna wrap it up here once again the listeners viewers from the camera everyone listening i appreciate the support go to instagram like us go to itunes subscribe leave a comment five star only if you want to facebook like all that good stuff More good content to come. Austin, once again, man, I appreciate you for coming on. Thank you for giving a good insight into uh, a world that a lot of people are very interested in, which is the Halifax Mooseheads and high-level hockey around Halifax. So thank you very much. Yep. All right, we're out. Thanks again. Thanks.